Hello listeners and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 8, a serialised podcast taking a deep dive into video games. This is Season 3, Dino Crisis. My name is Ian, and with me tonight, as always, is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ian. How's it going for you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Same old, same old. Yeah, I can't really ask how your week's been, because this is a... It's, well, it's a short session between recordings, isn't it? Between last week and this week. I think we recorded last Thursday, and I record on Monday. Yeah, so three days. Four days? Four days, yeah. So how was your weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Quiet. Didn't do anything crazy. Played some games. New Vanguard from Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Quite like it. Quite like it, good. But you've also got your eyes set on the new Battlefield as well, haven't you? Battlefield 2042, that's out in um, the 19th. I pre-ordered that as well, so I have that ready to go. Right. Well, I played the beat out of it, and I quite liked it. So, um, And it's different to Call of Duty, and yeah. It's good. To have, variety is good. The spice of life, as they say. It is, although I haven't played as many other games recently. So I was thinking of using the, the, the coming week to play some um, classic Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. Or a bit of retro. Although you, cu- you couldn't do a podcast on Sonic. Not really. Not enough story. I mean, you could do a podcast if you're a different style of podcast, but don't think it fits our format. Right, okay, socials as per normal. Twitter, at Retro Replay Pod. Facebook, Retrospective Replay Podcast. Gmail, Retrospective Replay, gmail.com. I have no patch notes because, like I said, I didn't record it Thursday, so I haven't even edited that one yet. No, it's all perfect. I think when we saved last week, did we save in the disembarkation immigration office? Yeah, it's after the... Oh, wait. There was a radio call, wasn't there? Yeah, the, the transmitter the dead guy was in beeping, the corner. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And we got the chip with 0392 on it. 0392, that's the one. So I think we were headed towards the B3 carrying out room. Yes, we And were. to get there, I think you go, is it through the restroom and then through the carrying out corridor, which takes us into the B3 carrying out room? Yep. So when we get there, Regina runs towards the roller shutter door, and a cutscene kicks in. The camera looks at the lift counter on the floor, and it starts at the ground level, and it makes its way down through B1 and B2. You could hear some screaming, right? And did it seem the camera looked at like a speaker? Is there, must be like a... Yeah, there's a speaker on the wall. So... Yeah, so is there a, a microphone in the lift that transmits what's happening on the lift into the carrying out room B3? Why would that be necessary? I have no idea. But yeah, that seemed to be... The... There was a speaker on the wall, and that then she heard the screaming through that. So it could be that the speaker is connected to the transmitter, though, and the guy's walkie talkie is what she heard through the speaker. In the music, violence comes down, starts to play. The lift counter finally settles on the B3, and the doors open, and the T Rex emerges from the lift and looks at Regina. Did you notice how eager the T-Rex was to get out? It, it, like, ducked its head under the shutter door as it was opening. It was so eager to get out and try and attack her. Yeah. It roars and pounces at Regina, missing her and hitting some equipment. This equipment then sort of destructs and it electrocutes the T-Rex and it falls to the floor. Regina picks herself up, having been knocked down by the blast, and we regain control. The generators went off and there's no power, so it's a new puzzle and it's to restore the power. 
And it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? You go into the generator that we started previously and take the white battery back. Did you go to the T-Rex, though? You can go to the T-Rex, can't you? And, and what does it say when you click on it? It says it's unconscious but breathing. Which, if I was Regina, she's got, you've got a grenade gun and stuff. Just obliterate it now while it's knocked out. Yeah, stick the, stick the tube somewhere and blow it up from the inside. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's knocked out. Why not just go to town? Although I didn't do that. I didn't do that, though. <laughs> you know, on the boys, when they have that invisible guy and they're trying to kill him and they don't know how to hurt him, so they hit the C4 and sticking it up inside of him. Just something similar with a grade launcher. The invisible, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because it's nearly killed her a couple of times. Well, it has tried several times, hasn't it? And if you're playing my game, you have been killed several times. <laughs> um, so we take the battery, we'll go up into the backup generator room B3, and just go back to where we took the battery from and place it in, press the buttons, put them in the right order, you know the rest. Pull the lever and the backup generator starts to hum and we move outside where there's power again and we can operate the large size elevator doors. Inside here now there's three dead bodies and they have a couple of items on them. There's a plug, there's a DVK input disc D and a port card key. I did something really bad in this situation. What was that? I just went to the first... I only saw the first guy and took the card off him and then ran back out. Oh, no. So I didn't have the stuff. I had to go back. Oh, but you got the stuff. Because later on I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, right, of course. So, so was, was the um, T-Rex the line there later on as well, yeah? Oh, yeah. When you click on the guy, though, it says he has been torn apart by the Tyrannosaurus. But he hasn't been torn apart because he's lying there completely whole. It's not exactly torn apart, but... We have the stuff, and when you go back to see Rick, so you know the way, passageway, rest station, immigration office. As we move in, it turns to another cutscene, and the music sets you at ease, plays. Regina tells Rick to think fast and throws him the key. He inserts it, hits the computer keys, and opens the door, much to his delight. And the pair walk off down the corridor into passageway to the port. Once inside, the music distorted space-time continuum plays. The third energy can be heard roaring again, just like in the simulation room. Rick asks what it is, and Regina tells him she saw something similar like that in Kirk's personal lab, adding that it could be a problem. I mean, could be a problem, I'd say it is a pretty big problem, to be fair. It is a problem, because they can't get through. Well, Rick walks up to it, stating that the vortex must be a side effect of the energy equipment, and he reaches into his pocket, takes out a coin, and flips it into the vortex where it disappears. So where does it go? Does it go, like, somewhere in space-time? Does it just get obliterated? We have no idea, do we? No, we'll find out later on. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Rick asks how they're going to get around it, and Regina tells them that they must find their way or end up as dino droppings, which is such a lame line. She's turning into Rick. Again, it's this role reversal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The tone is wrong in lots of parts of this game. Rick says you pull up data and tells Regina to search for clues. And then when we get back in control, there's a DDKS disc just spinning next to us, which pretty big clue, probably. (laughs) Don't know how Rick missed it. Did you try to walk into the portal? I did, and it just stops. Yeah, it's dangerous to go further, it says. Yeah. And you can't go into it. What if I want to go further? When you move back into the office with Rick, and if you talk to him, he says, to stand a chance, we may need to use the third energy. So we leave the office, back to the rest station, and the music, Seek for the Generator, starts to play. 
So we know where the, the DDK-S disc is for, isn't it? It's in the security office via the central stairway. So I headed that way, and the raptor respawned for me. I think they did for me as well. Did you kill it last time or not, or did you just run past it? No, I just ran past them, so maybe they didn't. So it's just there again. It's just It was just had respawned. And then we move into the rest station, go straight through the, the scanner, and enter the DDK disc. And the password is Stabilizer, but it's the American spelling of Stabilizer, of course. See, I did something else different to you there. Right. I turned I turn left in before going through the door. I turned left and went into the security room and put the chips in the wall because I had two chips at that point. Right, yeah. So, yeah, the you can do chips. that. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about that uh, puzzle now? Uh, we'll wait until you get back to it. It's basically where you match two stacks. Yeah, sure thing. And colours. So you have a, a before, you have two panels, one on, one stack of what, seven? Well, it's eight. the same yeah. as, it's the same puzzle as in the library room the first time we entered the library and we had to do the two, that the stack of the clear and the white diamonds. Yeah. So this time it's two stacks of diamonds and it's clear and white on one side and clear and red on the other side. And the idea is to get all the clear on the left-hand stack and the white and red with the white on the top, I think, and the red on the bottom stacked on it as well. I mean, it's right. It's pretty easy. It is. I found it much easier this time, actually. But anyway, then, then the DDK disk S-Door. Yes. So, like I said, it's the American spelling of stabilizer, and that takes us into parts storage. We're in a green, narrow corridor. And this camera angle really reminded me of Resident Evil now. There's been a lot of sort of times when it doesn't really feel like Resident Evil. I know it's not a Resident Evil game, but I mean, it was made at the same time yeah. as Resident Evil and it's made by Capcom. Not sure if it's the same development team. Um, but, you know, it's the tank controls and a lot of similarities there. But this this one section really felt like it. But anyway, as Regina walks forward, she steps onto like a pad a robotic voice says, initializing decontamination procedure. A pink light then spirals around Vagina, and the voice, I couldn't quite make this out, but it says something like, sterilization affecting all for in the facility is complete or something. I think it's a sterilization, I had written it down, I think it's sterilization is effective while in facility, something like that. Ah, right, okay, that, that makes more sense. Uh, it's quite hard to hear it though. Yeah, it is. It is hard to hear it. As well, um, I was thinking, well, that's a bit mad. What's that light around her? But um, there is such thing as UV disinfection, so lighting for disinfecting rooms and stuff. So I'm assuming that's pretty much what it is. I think it's UVC or something is what it's called. Not to be confused with UPVC. No, not UPVC. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's um, it's antimicrobial technology or something. Yeah. Um, so it destroys the DNA inside bacteria and viruses and fungus. So I think it's actually something that's used. I don't think it... I'm not sure it's as sci-fi-ish as having those rings come around you. No. But, but yeah, I think it does. It is. It holds up. So you move forward, walk through a door. When you get out there, you can turn right, but don't bother because there's a level A security door and a DDK door that we can't use. So instead, carry on straight forward back to the experiment room hall. And this is where we first met the purple raptors. Yeah. But this time, there's a dinosaur that's respawned. So I just went forward from where I was, and I bumped into the dinosaur, and I took it down. 
and we're back with the sort of at the end of the corridor with the red in the green box and this time i opened the red box because i had some plugs and it was quite a good one because i had a poison dart slug bullets and s and w ammo so oh, nice. i had loads of ammo at this point well i used the um, lasers to so i ran th- i pushed the switch turned off the lasers and then ran in and turned them on again and the dinosaur jumps into it and gets himself knocked out however what we need to do is we'll spin around and go the direction of where we were from where we entered and there's a shutter that is now green so i'm assuming we have to give ricks a bit of thanks for that one because it was previously red the button wasn't it so you flip yeah. it off and you go into the stabilizer experiment room and as you enter you hear eating so i didn't run around because i think if you run does that alert the dinos um maybe so i didn't run i just walked around the room and in front of us there is a table, a huge table, and it's probably, what would you say, four by four metres? Yeah. And there's papers all over it, and what I'm wondering is, how do you get the papers from the middle of the table, from the centre of the table? It can't be easy. You have to, like, crawl on it. A reaching stick. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would need a reaching stick. You know, in snooker, when they have to get out that sort of rest to go all the way across the table, it would be something yeah. similar like that. But in front of us, there's the DDK code disc D. There's a plug in the corner in a box. And if you go move around to the right, there's a panel. And this is a bit of a cheeky thing to do at this point. So if you want, you go to the panel. And even though we get the code later, you can punch the code in. One, two, eight, one. And this panel then opens up a shelf to the right-hand side, which has got some shotgun parts, which really, really ups the game of the shotgun, doesn't it? Yeah, it turns it into an SPAS-12. SPAS-12. Spaz 12, which is a combat shotgun that was um, made by an Italian firearms company called Franchi. Yeah. From 1979 to 2000. Again, I think this, uh, well, it's a real gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, from Warzone or Cold War, whatever the game is, I think the Gallo is something similar. It's kind of a pump action shotgun. Although I think it was made illegal in the US. When I see Spaz, I think of that game, Space Pirates and Zombies. <laughs> I don't know that game. But like this spaz is really powerful. When I heard the eating, I thought it was just some compies. But then I went around the corner, it was a purple raptor. And I managed to one-shot it with the spaz. I was like, boom, headshot, gone. But really, you don't need to take out that, that uh, dino because there's nothing else in here, really. So you just turn around and leave because now we have the DDKs. I just um, tranquilized him. Did you? Oh, nice. So now we need to head back to where we were. So for some reason, I came out and I went up via the vent and I shouldn't have. I should have just went back through the door. So I went through the vent, back through the security room, which was probably... Ah, this is why I went back through the security room. So I went went to the security room because then I used the chip cards one and two. So you probably saved a bit of time on me here. No, I didn't because I went back up as well. I went back up the vent and back to the central stairway, back to the rest station. I ended up going all the way back to where the T-Rex was because um, I didn't have... Ah, I was lucky, so I went back into the elevator, and then I saw the other two guys, and I was like, "Ah, there's the DDK input disc D." Right. So okay. the time I made up on you by doing that other thing, I didn't have the disc D for the next I part, see. so I needed that. So yeah, so then I used the diamond puzzle, like the chi- the the chips, and went back through the weapon part storage. Is it weapon parts or is it just part storage? Part storage, part storage area. Yeah. And then this time, when we go through the door, you take the right hand turn that you come out of, and this is ridiculous. So you use the DDKD, 
and we know it starts with a D and we're going to Dr. Kirk's area. So what could the password possibly be to go into Dr. Kirk's area? How amazingly secure could you make the password? You know, you could you could make it like, oh, I don't know, like big, long bus 74 exclamation point, you know, something really hard to brute force and to guess. But, you know, what would you put as a password? If you were Dr. Kirk, what would you put down as a password? So what is the password for everyone out there? Dr. Kirk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but what can you do? Dr. Kirk's password is Dr. Kirk. Brilliant. Well, at least you won't forget it. Well, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, we will get the DDK pay disk and the password's password. <laughs> we'll go through a door and it takes us to a passageway, a room called Passageway. And as the name suggests, it is a passageway, but it's very metallic looking and it's got a huge door in front of us and you have to use a key on the door and weirdly you use key two first, don't you? If you try and use key one, it says this doesn't work. Yeah, you gotta use chip two. And then you go through and there's a second door and you use chip one. Well, the first one it says that 0392 is inscribed on it, so that's mm-hmm. one of the chips that you had. And then the other one says there's no number. Right. So you just use the other chip. And then as we turn, there's an anesthetic aid on the corner, then a final third door, which just opens when interacted with. Finally, a last door, which takes us into the third energy area, B2. That was quite a cool... I mean, the cutscene was the door unlocked from the other side, and it was kind of like a vault door, like you'd have in a bank or something. Yeah, the chip doors, yeah. They were big doors. They were very secure. Yeah, except the the passwords. Yeah. Yeah. So Regina walks into the room. The music, located, main generator starts to play. She looks at the generator and the camera pans around. It's absolutely huge. It's probably the size of a house. The radio beeps and she's contacting Rick. She tells him she's located the generator for the third energy. And Rick tells her that's great and to see if she can activate it. So we get control again as we run forward. We're on a narrow sort of pathway a narrow walkway across the, the edge of the room and the room is massive so if the generator can fit a house in the room is probably big enough to house you know 20 of these generators in really if, if you start to stack them on top of each other it's massive but the, the walkway is very narrow and it just goes around the outside and as the camera changes it highlights a panel that you can interact with and when you do it drops down a walkway that gets you to the energy controls I ran over to them did you try them? yeah it just gives you an error message Yeah, there's a button that does nothing, nothing else to do, so just run back over the walkway, turn left, and it goes one door, which takes us into the third energy control room. So in the third energy control room, everything is very red, isn't it? Yeah. And it has a couple of floors, but we want to start off downstairs. So you come down the stairs, and you can see there's a card on a, like a console, and it's spinning around, so you pick it up, and we've got the key card level B. I don't recall any little B doors, though, do you? I only ever no. recall A and C. A and C, yeah. And then as we go around the corner again, following right, it's not a big room, this. There is a researcher's journal, and this is quite a long one. So cue the music. And let's go. Since I was assigned to this department, all I've done is sample the simulation data of the generator Even a college student could handle these tasks. Why doesn't Kirk want us to operate the generator? Doesn't he trust our ability and skill? Written by all. 
what's a bit funny is these journals is someone collating all of like these emails or letters to each other on one journal it's yeah. strange isn't it yeah carries on to all I don't think the problem is so simple because his ID card is required to operate the generator once an accident occurs Kirk is the only person who can stop it which to me it seems ridiculous so I could understand if Kirk is the only person who can start it but surely you want everyone to be able to stop it if there's a problem yeah I mean that's a very bad safety system yeah unless it's because he's worried that someone will stop it prematurely I don't know but it's silly anyway I don't see what the military is planning to do with this conniving nonsensical procedure written by N I have an idea. It's about that guy Tom who was recently assigned to the B1 area. He often comes to me to ask about our job. I guess he can't resist my charming personality. Why don't we invite him into our group and have him spy on Dr. Kirk? This should work as he is good at gaining the confidence of other people. Written by B. That's because Tom is a spy. (laughs) Yeah. To B. Don't be so simple-minded. Have you already forgotten how you've been trying to get Kirk's attention until recently? Learn to think a bit more logically first. At any rate, the male researchers here don't seem to know much of anything beyond research. Maybe you ought to try the next one you become close friends with, the wonder if shampoo and the washing machine. So I think all these um, notes are written by women, by the sounds of it. Ah, oh, maybe they are. Yeah. Okay. Just by the male researchers' part. Oh yeah, sorry, that was the last bit, written by yeah. C. So again, you can move right, but you can't really tell with the camera. But if you, if it's a small room, you could turn around, double back, and run left and left and left again. But you find a shelf and you can push it, um, as always, and you get an intensifier. And I think you use these intensifiers on anaesthetic darts to make poison darts. Mm. So you can kill dinos in one shot. And directly behind that, there's the computer for the generator, which states it can't be used because the system is locked. So we move back upstairs. And there's not a lot to do, really, apart from move through the door that takes us into the power frequency room. Although it doesn't say frequency, it's abbreviated to yeah. F-R-E-Q dot. But I don't know why they abbreviate that when you've got disembarkation, immigration, yeah. passport office or whatever. Makes no sense. No. Straight away, I noticed there was a B2 map on the wall. So I got the map data. Yep. And in the corner, there's a woman. And when you interact with her, it says, she is unconscious, she is dying. In a toolbox, interact with that, and it just says tools for maintenance. But if she's dying, why didn't you go to help her? Why didn't she? She has all of these first aid and stuff. She could help her. If she's dying, she's not dead. I've got a resuscitation. I've got large medipacks. I've got all sorts of stuff. Because she's clearly not dead. Oh, no, she's not. There you go. Thanks. But she doesn't even try to save her. Around the corner is some circuit schematics and states the power is off. You can switch the power for the third energy, and will you switch the supply? And it's another Pipe Mania puzzle game, which is harder than the first one, and it took me forever to do. Forever. Oh, yeah, it was a pain in the proverbial eye when time locked on the internet. Yeah, you know, you can look at the guide, but I thought, oh, I'll try and do it myself, and honestly, it probably took me about five, six minutes. Again, once you do this, it's exactly the same text as before. Circuit restored, emergency bypass engaged. But there's a researcher's memo just, just out of camera shot if you go around like the pallet in the middle of the room. Yeah, and this tells a lot about what's going to what's happening. Yeah, titled The Researcher's Memo. Kirk has been hiding everything from the researchers recently. In a demonstration of solidarity, the B1 lab area staff have decided to investigate what Kirk and the military personnel are up to. 
As a start, we managed to set a wiretapping device at the part storage area where they've been holding meetings. The device is sound activated and records automatically. It can also play back the recordings. It may be best to come up with some clues. We need Kirk's ID card to check the generator. We already know his registration number. It is 31415. All we need now is to forge his ID card is his fingerprint data. So yeah, that's uh that's given us some big clues, right? Yeah, I mean you yeah, that's kind of exactly what we have to do. It also tells a lot about the military being involved as well. Yeah. Well we knew the military was involved previously, but it's um but it, there's obviously they're obviously massively in cahoots now at this point. Yeah. So basically what it says is that you need a special key card and uh the computer says you can run the test yes. but you can't actually do anything so um, it says that your, the special key card is required to operate the generator mm-hmm. and then Regina goes she's angry and she hits the keyboard of the computer and then she did hears you, a gunshot in the background yeah and did you notice how when it was doing the tests the mute, the sound it sounded like you know like an 80s arcade didn't it Just to the right-hand side of this console, though, there's a field manual titled How to Activate the Control Generator, and it's six steps. Step one, prepare to activate the generator by opening the main panel on the upper floor of the control room, which I think we've probably done. Uh, Oh, no, I haven't operated it yet, no. Then it says, move to the B3 area of the generator to set an initializer. Step three. Operate the panel near the initializer to connect the inhale shaft to the generator. Step 4. Move to the B2 area to set the stabilizer. 5. Activate the generator. And finally, 6. Go back to the control room and adjust the output on the lower floor. Amazingly, this field manual, it's wrote for one person to do everything by themselves, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is crazy. And there was a caveat. When activating the generator, make sure Dr. Kirk is present to avoid accidents. The generator cannot be activated without Dr. Kirk's ID card. So yeah, as you said, we heard a gunshot from the power frequency room. So we moved back into there. And as soon as we step through, the music, suspicious shot plays. Now, the woman is dead. She's been shot. But our blood, our blood's not red, is it? Uh, I thought it was pretty red. Did you? I thought it was yeah. more orange. I thought she'd been done by a dinosaur first. But then, obviously... Dinosaur with a gun. Well, somebody could have been shooting at the dinosaur. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So, when you inspect her, you get a code that's wrote in blood on a piece of paper. And it's one for the shotgun parts, 1281. So, if you hadn't picked up the shotgun parts now, I think I think you have to, like, guess, don't you, really? Why? Yeah. But why would she give you the code for the shotgun parts? I have no idea. It makes no sense. But anyway. So, as we walk towards the previously locked door, someone is escaping and Regina chases through the doors into passageway to the personal laboratory. It's a cutscene, and Regina sees what looks like Dr. Kirk run round the corner. The music glimpse plays. She runs round the corner and stops. We regain control. She's in front of another door at a dark green hallway. We step forward through the door to Dr. Kirk's personal lab. As we walk forward in the lab, Dr. Kirk surprises Regina and points a gun at her head telling her not to move. Music, the tragedy arisen from the experiment plays. And this is a long song, so this will be playing in the background for quite a while. 
Yeah. I think it's two minutes ten. Regina asks what she's doing, and Dr. Kirk tells her he is carving a name for himself in the history with the ultimate energy source. Regina tells him to open his eyes that he's a freak, that his precious creation is nothing more than another weapon to be misused. Dr. Kirk laughs and says, You seem to have a small degree of superficial intelligence. Too bad it's a wasted on one that's about to die. And he goes to shoot her, but then, you know, Gale comes to the rescue once more. He's pretty... He's pretty dependable for an evil guy, isn't he? Well, well first of all, is he evil? Maybe he's not. I don't know now. But he shoots the gun out of Kurt's hand. That's insanely... That's a, I mean, the shot, great for him, but he could easily have shot Regina. <laughs> he could. Or, or the bullet could have ricocheted off the gun and hit her in the head, or anything. I mean, and that's he's not even aiming down the sight. He just he just hip-fires and shoots the gun out of his hand. Yeah. I mean, guy's, a, guy's a marksman and a half. Or an idiot. Well, no, or, or he doesn't care, because, I mean, he should have just shot Kirk. But he shot him in the leg or anything. Yeah, yeah. So then when Gail comes in, he then calls Rick on the intercom and says that they've apprehended Dr. Kirk and report there immediately. Gail then approaches Regina and Dr. Kirk and says, sorry to interrupt your lecture, but you are saying. Dr. Kirk sits down, very nice and let him sit down, and he says that how he discovered the third energy could affect space if run unchecked. Three years ago, he thought that he had the ability to transfer selective space to an alternative space-time continuum, but that was incorrect. The space was not transferred, it was exchanged. He says then, to explain in terms even you can understand, the third energy has the ability to replace a pocket in space with one from a different time. Which, I guess that explains how the dinosaurs are everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's exchanging small pockets of space with the dinosaurs from 65 million years ago or whatever yeah small space-time replacement yeah so replacing yeah as you say pockets of space in time so regina asks him how many were sacrificed but dr kirk says who cares regina calls him a devil but he compares himself to more like a god i thought he made a good thing well not a good thing but it shows how evil he is he's like you know the numbers are irrelevant Let's just say that there were many extraordinary deaths for ordinary men, don't you think? I mean, that's sort of a dick thing to say. It is. Um, So do we think that all the dinosaurs are around because these people have been swapped in time? So are these people being sent back 65 million years ago and the dinosaurs are taking their place? Does it have to be a like-for-like property swap? Well, I don't think so. I think it's just parts of space are replaced with parts of other space in that time because he said this is the place where those dinosaurs were. Um, mm. 65 million years ago so um, I'm thinking that all the people who died are because the dinosaurs killed them I mean some people may have got I guess it's possible that some people got could have got ported back to mm-hmm. dinosaur times but I think it's more so that they died because the dinosaurs came through and killed them Gil interrupts him saying that all that matters now is the escape, but it is blocked by his invention. Again, how does he know that it's blocked? How does he know there's a portal there that's stopping them getting through? He doesn't. How can He can't. Unless Rick has told him on the side. But I thought they could all hear each other's radios all the time, but maybe not. Dr. Kirk laughs at them again and states the only way for that to happen is to let the generator's energy levels to overload. He states that, theoretically, the third energy and the vortex should cancel each other out. However, if you can't stop the generator, the whole region will be shifted to another point in the space-time continuum. Sounds very Doctor Who now, doesn't it? Yeah. Gail says that they'll just be somewhere else if that happens. Regina replies and says that they can't activate the device. Yeah, and then Dr. Kirk laughs at her and he says, you're missing the parts, the initializer and the stabilizer. 
So then she asks, um, where are they? Um, and then he doesn't answer. So uh, Gail goes and sticks his point, points his gun at him. Then Kirk tells him to calm down and says they're stored in one of the security level A rooms on floor B3. Um, and then Gail basically says, very good. Now you understand our situation. We live, you live. So then Gail heads off with Dr. Kirk. Yeah, um, and you get a, yeah, and you get a security level A card and then Rick comes in. Then I think this is where, where you come to, you have to make a decision. So Rick comes in um, and he said he can make a program that will put the third energy into the vortex. Gail says he'll look after the, the doctor um, and then he tells Regina to go and find the devices. So I guess the initializer and the stabilizer. And he said they're on the security level A room on the third floor. Um, but then Rick thinks this is a bad idea because he said there's loads of dinosaurs, including that T-Rex. If she'd have killed it, it wouldn't have been a problem. Um, so he said, you know, get that situation under control um, before running off. So then he gives her a planning disc. Yeah. Uh, but I think... Yeah, th- this disc yeah. has the draft plans for an initializer and a stabilizer, doesn't it? Yeah. And he says that he stumbled across them while searching through the database... And he says, fortunately, the room where the parts are stored is not far from here, so we should gather the parts and assemble the devices. The problem is you don't get the disc. I, t- I didn't get the disc because I remember I was in the room where I could use the planning thing, and unless you pick Rick's idea, you don't have the disc. So, yeah, because Gail says, don't be ridiculous. Uh, Regina doesn't have the technical knowledge for that. We don't know if all the right parts are there. We better are simply trying to hunt down the completed devices. And that's when Rick tells her it's too dangerous, she won't make it. And Gales gives us the choice and says, it's your call. You're the one that has to do this, so what's your choice? So what's your choice? I'm going to pick Gales' choice because it seems the, most, the easiest thing to do. And I chose Rick's choice, surprisingly. Well, it's good to have choices. It is, it is. It's funny, though, because you choose Rick's strategy, right? And then he says, it's your show. I just hope you know what you're doing. And I'm like, hang on, this was your idea? You know, and he's like, he's like, um, like gaslighting her, really. Yeah, and if you pick Gail's strategy, he just says, okay, let's do it. And then Rick's hmm. like, whatever you do, don't drop your guard for a second. I mean, thanks for that. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. So then we're back in control of Regina. Did you then go into the, the back room? Yeah, I did. I mean, the two are just sitting down. Gail is sitting next to Kirk and pointing his gun at him. And if you try to interact with Gail, he says, what are you still doing here? Go and get the devices. And if you try to interact yeah. with Kirk, he laughs at you. Um, yeah. He says, have you found them yet? And then did you take his fingerprints? No, I didn't know if you... Could I you take his fingerprints, yeah. How can you take his fingerprints? Because you can. You just get the FC device in the fingerprint collector and you just take his fingerprints. Oh. She still kneels down on the floor like she's taking off a dead body. So it looks like he's taking his toe prints, but still, you take his fingerprints. And I assume we're going to need them because we have his number, right? So we can yeah, make, yeah. we can now make a card. I can go back to that um, security office and make a card whenever. All right, okay. I might need to go back and do that then. So, yeah, we can now leave. And if we go out via the, if we go out, there's another door in personal lab which takes us back to the the energizer the the stabilizer control room from there we can just backtrack back through the corridor and it takes us back to the security room again so i've I've missed a couple of steps out there we go through the sorry we go through the stabilizer control room the energy control room through the part storage area 
which then takes us back into the security room. You skipped a door. Did I skip a door? There's a level A door on the way back there. You have a level A oh. card now, you can go in there. I didn't go in there because I just wanted to wrap this up for tonight's episode. Okay, well, we can go back in there the next time. It was a long one. I know I said I wouldn't make these so long, but I figured if we had a stop in an earlier save room, we wouldn't cover that much and nothing exciting happened. No, that's true. And there's some exciting stuff in that, that room. We'll go through. We'll find that out next week. So how have you found this section of the game? I mean, we are really not... I don't know exactly how far we are from the end, but I think next week's going to be the last week. going to be the oh. last episode, episode 9, which rounds us off at a nice 30 so far. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's nearly in now. I can't see how there's much more to come. I imagine there'll be a lot of story or cutscene, but I don't think there'll be a lot of gameplay left. Up to now, I mean, for me, I'd say this game is really grown on me actually i think it's, i think it's it's something that i think everybody should probably play so far but i mean i'll give proper conclusions next week but up to now i've been really really enjoying it especially ever since we got down to b3 it just it's really it's action-packed yeah i mean you gave up playing it before when you had it the first time around didn't you i did yeah i didn't get very far i got to roughly where the pipes are you know you do the pipe puzzle i did yeah, that yeah. and then that was about as far as i ever got when i was a kid yeah, I mean, it has grown on me as well. I think that it's not the best game, but I think it's it's interesting enough to, to hold my attention. I think it's something that is worthwhile everyone just having it under the belt at some point, just to be like, oh yeah, I've been there, I've done that, I've played it. Yeah. So, should we wrap up tonight since we are running quite long? Do you want to give us tonight's dinosaur fact? Yes, there's one dinosaur fact. Pterodactyls weren't dinosaurs. They were pterodactyls, pterosaurs? Uh, no, there are two established groups of dinosaurs. There are Saurisian dinosaurs, which are lizard-hipped. That's what the word means. And there's Ornithisian, which are bird-hipped. So both of right. those categories break down into two smaller groups, and none of them include winged creatures like pterodactyls. So pterodactyls um, are classified as flying reptiles or pterosaurs, um, yep. and they're not dinosaurs um so there can be seen more they split off from the dinosaurs family tree quite early um so they're more distant they're more like distant cousins to dinosaurs rather than big dinosaurs so pterodactyls are not dinosaurs right yeah so dino crisis is well no it's not i mean it's not wrong because i guess if they're around the same time anyway. well i mean terror terror crisis wouldn't sound as good yeah, but I mean, technically, if it's Dino Crisis, not all of the crises have been called by di- caused by dinosaurs. They're also pterodactyls <laughs> or pterosaurs, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Well, right then. So, if you made it this far, um, some forty minutes plus, thank you for listening. This is the longest episode we've done in quite a while, I think. Join us next week, probably for the final episode of season three and our conclusions and takeaways from the game. Yeah, find out if Gale is evil. Find out if Gale is evil. I still think he's evil. Actually, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of on the fence about him now, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I think he might just be a hard ass. Yeah, I think he might be. Now, at this point, he's, it's hard to tell. I mean, he certainly hasn't done anything yet, but there's still plenty of time for, us, for him to double-cross us. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be a final encounter with the T-Rex. There has to be, doesn't there? That can't be it. That can't be the final encounter. No, it going can't. unconscious. Yeah. There's got to be a Jurassic Park style driving away in the jeep. Well, in the boat. Oh wait, no, well, you in can't. The, in the boat. Well, it yeah. depends on the type of boat, I suppose. 
Well, I'm going to predict that the Tyrannosaurus Rex eats Dr. Kirk. Because he's going to have to get his comeuppance. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's quite evil, actually. Yeah. He is quite evil. He, well, like we said, he's British. He's evil. We're British. No, sorry. I'm British. I'm evil. You're not. You're the happy go lucky Irishman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's no evil Irish people. <laughs> Okay then, so once again, thanks very much for listening. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye.